Welcome, everyone, to episode, uh, what is it this week, 338? Is it something like that? It's one of them. I'm not really sure because I didn't check before I started. You didn't do that last week either. I know. I've been slacking. It's been been a weird, well, it's Christmas. It's the holidays, and there's new phone systems to be done. There's uh, garland to be hung. There's staff meetings to attend. There's there's special guests to welcome to the show. We don't ask much out of you, Randy. Nothing. We are totally good, and my mind is sharp as the backside of the tack after you pull it out of your foot. Ooh, <laughs> but right, that's pretty sharp. That's pretty sharp. That's what I'm thinking. So, last week, the rooster, not a chicken, showed up in the studio. It's true. Since then, I have heard that this rooster has been circulating around this facility for years. Really? I did not know that. John Monday. I was unaware of that, too. I was unaware. Um, so it seems as though he's supposed to move on, but I'm just telling you. you're feeling like you're going to keep him. If anyone steals Rudy, man, there's going to be- Oh, he has a name now. Rudy. And so- there it is. So, yeah. All right. So um, everyone introduce yourself. Uh, Razan Maxson. R-A-Z-A-N. Razan. Razan. Cecilia Maxson. Uh-huh. And I'm Rachel Bohigas. All right. So they are they won the, the swag bag of, of whole life gear because I was like, look, if he's going to live here, if he's going to be the podcast mascot, we have to have a name. So they suggested that it was Rootin' Tootin' Rudy the Rooster. Yes. Uh, we had also. Do we su- have to say all of those every time we every talk. Time. Every time. Well, it's the official title. Rootin' yeah. Tootin' Rudy, Rudy the, the Rooster. Rooster. I'll be working okay. on the plaque shortly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have my daughter uh, sew a little cape for him. Nice. Because um, I think he needs it. Maybe a little set of headphones if we all can right. get the those. Big, with a big R on the cape. For Rudy, yeah, for Rudy, with the, with the whole Rudy's 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 Rooster, the Rooty Tootin Rooster, like the three R's, the three R's. So then, when we really have a good show, we can say Rudy, 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 and then we can all sit together and watch Rudy, which is a really long, kind of boring movie. Most eclectic podcast ever in history, isn't it? It is. So all I'm saying is, if you're a regular listener and you will go on social media when we ask for a question, you could win some cool swag. And here's three people. People that are going to be going home with some stuff. Not only do they win cool swag, they actually are in the studio for this uh, podcast. podcast. Isn't that incredible? And and you know what? I think we ought to mention this because it is a little disappointing. So (laughs) they have one of our coolest small groups in Mm. their church. And yet, yet, people just haven't been showing up for it the way that I thought they would. I would... You know, when especially when when you get to hang out with really cool people like that. Weak attendance so far. We've, uh, We've had us. Yeah. Oh no. Yes. So, they, so that's how they happened to be pulled into the podcast because, as you as you're well aware, Randy, we had a crazy afternoon it and was. didn't get around to the uh, podcast <laughs> till about well, what is it, about six o'clock, uh, six thirty, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah we're close. Twenty-two on the dot. So did your group um, happen? To yeah, be here? it's six o'clock. Yeah. They are having Tuesday night. They're, they is it every Tuesday night or no? No. Currently, we're meeting once a month. Okay. Um, on either a Tuesday or a Sunday. And uh, it's uh, for board games. Our small group is for board games. Board games. So we're about to have a showdown. All right. Um, there t- tonight. It's Catan. Is it yeah. Catan or Catan? I uh, never know how to pronounce that properly. I think the way you're saying it is the wrong way because you're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Wow! The smack <laughs> talk has begun. So Cecilia it, is the reigning champ of Catan at our house. So after I, tonight, she will be the former reigning champ. Oh, well, I guess of your house, she could still stay that way. But just uh, 
<laughs> anyway, see, and this so is we are fighting this evening for the reigning champ of whole life church. I just, I, but just what shocks me is like kissing the I guns. Love, though, that's I love, I love board games. I just can't believe more people haven't like. So anyway, I was going to stay late tonight to do this. There you so go. Now I. I would so if I didn't I can, have to do so I, so I can play. Uh, <laughs> I was I rooted. I got them to come up here so I could spend the time. And then I can go play after I get done with this. If I didn't have to edit this, I would stay and play because hey, who doesn't love some good board games? Exactly. Right. So guess what? If you want to be a part of this group, swipe up in today's show notes. I will have a link to their group, and then you guys can all get together. Yeah. And so board gamers unite. Yes. Hashtag yes. board there gamers unite. Is that what it works like? Yeah. So this Sabbath, are you going to be here? Um, I, we won't. Uh, Rachel will be here. Okay. So I will do my best to have. Um, I I will just now say that I don't put the gift bags together because I'm not cool like that. Uh. <laughs> but I have someone that helps me do this and makes it look really cool. So we will make sure. So stop and see me this week and we'll get the we'll get the uh, the Got gift it. bags out to you guys. Now I think we should mention that they were very integral to this last week's church service. Uh, for mm-hmm. those of you who who may be like trying yeah. to figure out the names and like uh, this was Zachariah. Well, they wouldn't be able to put it with last week's faces, though. <laughs> yeah, last week's faces. They, well, there was uh, some extensive makeup that went on there. But how uh, good and, and how good was the makeup? Excellent. My wife came in and she doesn't know you guys. Um, knows who you are by sight, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Did you see those people in Ken's office?" She's like, I walked in in the makeup. I didn't realize it was makeup. And she's like, the teeth were all brown mm-hmm. and it really looked like wrinkles and really looked pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know who that is, right? And then I told her, she's like, wow. Yeah. Then I realized it yeah. was not makeup. So that's how good the makeup was. That yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Abel they- came in to mic us while we were still getting done up. And he was like, is Razan here? <laughs> He's right there. All right. That was really good. You guys did a great job with that, by thank the way. You. It was so good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for stopping by. And, you know, if you have something to add, now you don't always have to show up in person because, honestly, we don't really know what time <laughs> you we'll don't, be here. You never know when it's going to happen. When it's going to sure. happen. And you're likely not to be here. But 407-965-1607 or podcast at wholelife.church. And uh, I'm questions, pretty excited. Comments? Next week we'll actually have a new member of our podcast, I do believe. Oh, Oh, that's right. Have we told? Really? Have you told Melanie yet? I have. You have. She knows. I don't know that she knows she's going to do it next week. But but man, we're going to get her some first more. day of work. So you know, one get of these to work. one of these days, <laughs> that interior designer we hired to help me with the studio really needs to show up and get this uh, place in order for yeah, me to start adding more people. That out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for being. You guys here. are welcome to hang out and listen if you want, or whatever. If you want to go play games, and I'll meet you down there in a few minutes. It's up to you. Cool. Yeah. It's good. We'll probably. Whatever. Yeah, we'll head, head out. out to, We're gonna head out we'll just okay. in case anyone shows up. And show you're right. And don't don't miss them. Right on Monday with Christmas. That's right. Swipe up in those show notes and check out their <laughs> game night group and join. Cool. Thank Excellent. you so much. Thank you. Right, Thank you. All right. So this week, what we were talking about, we're in our Rise to Christmas series. This was the first message, and it was a rise to unexpected blessings. And we were talking about Elizabeth and Zachariah. And I feel like every time you talk about this story, it's all about Zachariah losing his voice and mm-hmm. the rest of it just kind of goes like, well, yeah, but he didn't exactly follow what God asked him to do or what the angel asked him to do. And it wasn't exactly, you know, but it all ends well. So is it a really, was it a really big deal? But I liked how Ken put together like the waiting that they went through and we're all, we're all, none of us are good at the waiting. No, nope. I think we can all just own up to that, that yep. we don't see it. But when 
you talked about the waiting and you talked about how Elizabeth and Mary took two different approaches to it and Zachariah. And the part that I really liked about it was through all of that, God still delivered. Yep. It wasn't like, do we not know it? Do we not? Is it, you just don't have enough faith, Randy, when we're in the middle of these things that we feel pretty sure like, oh yeah, God, God God's going to take care of this. Or I really felt like this is what I was supposed to do. We've talked before about, well, sometimes I don't know for sure. I, I feel, I pray and I feel like, well, I, I go with the one that seems right to me because I didn't really get a, a great answer. But here's two instances where we had definite instruction and we had, we had the outcome, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the outcome wouldn't be in doubt, but we still had doubt. <laughs> so part of it makes me feel like whew, a little bit better. Yeah. You had an angel show up. Yep. And talk to you. Yep. And you still are like, man, there is Prove no. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really what Zachariah does. Prove it. <laughs> um, I'm here. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. It's like, it is funny, though. Don't we do? I mean, and we can t- we can laugh about Zachariah, but the truth is we all do that to God. God shows up and we're yeah. like, yeah, but prove it. Yeah. But prove, prove it. it. Prove it. Oh, and it, I, I wonder, because a lot of times I feel like, what would we... How badly do we screw it up and how even maybe more would we screw it up if we knew the outcome? Mm. Like if, if we knew the outcome, would you would you ever it, – it's that age-old question. Would you change how the journey went if you knew what the outcome was going to be? But can the journey be the same outcome or can the outcome be the same if you don't go through the journey? And I feel like that's the part where – you're just supposed to, you know, bootstrap it a little bit and just, you know, put those bootstraps of faith, pull them up a little bit tighter, tie them up, make sure they don't come loose. But that doesn't feel that doesn't feel great in the middle of you trying to figure out the weight and figure out what God has for you. This this again has a happy ending, and he blesses both in spite of the responses. So what's the difference between Mary is Mary's story and Elizabeth and Zachariah cuz they both came true and they were both good. So like what are we learning should we should we doubt and and it's, maybe it's a little bit I don't, I don't know that easy, either road was easy I guess is what I'm saying. So was there a right or a wrong way here? I think there's some probably some pretty important differences in the story that, that they're easy gloss over. I think Zachariah and Elizabeth had been living with disappointment for a long, long yeah. time. And so, you know, Mary was a young girl where, you know, becoming pregnant, you know, granted without Terrifying. being married is, 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 a, is, a, is a, but, you know, I, I think when you look at the story, you're not comparing apples with apples in, no. in, in that experience. But what I would take away from it is, that God is faithful whether we get things right right away mm-hmm. or it takes us a little while to to get it figured out and and I think the other part important thing to remember is look at Zechariah the Bible Luke points out that they were righteous yeah and yet a righteous guy was like yeah prove it prove you it. know and so I think that's another thing to to re- just kind of remember a little bit is that you know, good people make mistakes yeah. and don't always 
show the faith that they should in the moment. And and that's part of the Christian walk at times. And it, and the question is, what do you do with it later? And what did what did Zachariah do with it later? He he showed his faith later on by saying his name will be John. John yeah, yeah. The, the angel was right. This is you know this is what I'm going to do. And um, but at the same time probably would have been better for Zachariah to be able to talk for nine months, you know? I'm just saying. And yet, maybe that's what he needed in his spiritual journey with where he was mm. at, and God gave him what he needed, was maybe some time for some quiet reflection. And so, I don't know, when I look at that story, it's, I think one of the things that that I am reminded of, it's very easy to look at other people's stories and think, oh, look how they got it yeah. right, and look how I get things wrong, and how... Or, or even may I look at how I got it right and look how they got that wrong, and and rather than doing that, we just probably need to focus on our walk with Jesus, and and not spend too much time uh, criticizing or mm. or or wishing that we were somebody Something else, else. Um, and and just kind of you know let that happen in our life. But I do love I do love that Luke just has this habit of of making women heroes and kind of being like you know. Not you know, look at that. Look, look at that. Look, that Zachariah <laughs> doubted Elizabeth. You know, Mary didn't. Yeah. Mary. Mary said, "Let it be." Zachariah said, "Well, why don't you prove it?" And so I do love that about you know one of the little aspects of Luke is that he brings out the the many really remarkable women in the story of Jesus. I really like the humanity that, to me, it showed. Again, two responses, two ways to to look at it, and and you know, is in is there any right or wrong way to do it? We're all individuals, and we all have that relationship with God that needs strengthening, no matter who we are. And I wondered, you know, the part of Mary being younger and their them being older. I'm assuming as a young as a young woman pregnant out of wedlock, she was probably terrified. Yeah. And she still found a way, because I, I think someone today would still be terrified, but to find a way to just like let it be, right? This is yep. this is it. And then I think we put ourselves, the more sometimes we know, or we think we know, the older we get, the more experience, yeah. and then we kind of go, there is no way yeah. that can happen. Yeah. And so now I have to, I look at I, I took a lot of parallels to my life and just kind of looked at it at, during this message and thinking about it's almost reversed. Like the, the young person here is getting it right and showing how it's done. And the older, I mean, are we at a little bit of a disadvantage the longer we do this in some cases? If what, what would you tell someone to just be wary or to be, just really zeroed in on Christ. I mean, I guess that's always the yeah. goal, but it just seems like the further we go, maybe we're just tripping ourselves up. Yeah. It's not a particularly large secret that the older you get, the deeper the grooves in your <laughs> in your brain on the way this is the way things need to be, right? Um and so it's true. it's funny, so like when you're young, you can't imagine that there would ever be a day where you wouldn't be able to see possibilities. And then as you get older you're like yeah but this is the right way to do it i mean i really did do i mean i know that right and right. I, and this this is what sounds good and this is what's the right you know and so um you know i think that again having a growth mindset throughout life is is a challenge i think that it's i think we always have to be open to learning new things to to getting information from 
maybe unexpected sources that can be helpful mm. at times. I think I think about the good things I've learned in my life from unlikely sources. Yeah. You know, and I think that we just have to be open to that. Unexpected timing too. Yeah. This past week, we always do, if you know anything about Whole Life Church, you know, we try to do creative announcements that make sure they stick in your head. And uh, Stanley uh, with Duck Duck Productions, who takes care of that for us, along with our input and our help, asked me if, hey, would you do something yeah. for Thanksgiving? And so I, I grabbed the camera and I did a little thing about what I was thankful for. And mm-hmm. we had done a 5K and apple pie. Oh, apple pie. <laughs> mm. So we'd done a 5K that day. It was actually Thanksgiving Day. And, and Ellie was like, sure, I'll, I'll say something. And when I asked Emily what she was thankful for, I'm like, just tell me one thing you're thankful for. And she just looked at the camera paused for a second and said, I love God. I keep watching that clip over and over again since she did it. And I had to cut it a little bit short. She had a few other things that she was thankful for and it wasn't the 5k um, <laughs> at all. Uh, she, she looked at that medal for about 30 seconds. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm done now. You promised me things for completing this. Where are those things? I don't see them in front of me, but Something as innocent as that young person, again, who doesn't have the travel baggage, it doesn't have all the life experience, sometimes it's just putting your pride aside and going, yeah, that's right. It's just, I love God. What else do I need to, what else could I be more thankful for? And that just, that just really stuck me, stuck with me this week. And then when the, when I listened to the message, I thought, Again, look at how the the roles were kind of reversed and and how that played. I just thought that dynamic was it's just been just maybe flipping things around for me a little bit more than I've ever considered in that story and and it and it and it kind of throws you back to we always talk about the disciples they walked with Jesus and the children of Israel had the you know they had Mount Sinai they had the the cloud and the pillar and you know well they had the promises from angels and you know you get a little bit jealous about man those are some really cool experiences and boy wouldn't my faith be better if I had those experiences and that made me think of no it wouldn't. <laughs> when she said that, I just no, it wouldn't because I'm always trying to find the next best thing or try to a, a better way to to study the Bible. This morning uh, during staff meeting, I thought uh, having us take a, a chapter or a part of a chapter and writing it out, what it like, what paraphrasing it. That's genius. I've never thought about that. And we're always looking for different ways, but at the end, sometimes I just think we think we're so smart, we just overlook that. Yeah, I love God. Yeah, and that was that was just that stuck with me Not all complicated. That's <laughs> right. Don't complicate it. So uh, we did have a question, even though we did not have time during this, or we didn't leave time. Yeah, this uh, um, this whole uh, Advent season makes uh, for for big church services full of lots of stuff. So the Q and A is going to go ahead and take a hiatus until I believe December thirty one. Yeah, and then we'll bring it back. We'll on bring December it back thirty one. Okay, but this one came through the chat, so just know that uh, Stanley or whoever is on that week as your online worship host, myself, we are checking those yeah, to make sure that we questions. have questions. We like questions. So Nate was our knight in shining armor. Okay. He said, so I wonder what Pastor Ken means by loose hope. Would that be considered as realistic hope? Ooh, I love, I love that, and thank you for asking the question. 
I, I really struggled to come up with the right term for what I wanted to say when I said hold on to hope loosely, because that makes right. it, makes it sound like, well, no, you want to grip hope. You want to hold on to it tightly. Never let go. But I think that what I'm, what I'm trying to say with hold on to hope loosely is that sometimes we hope too small. Hmm. And when you have a tight grip on what you have to have, like Elizabeth and Zachariah, they really wanted a child. And when you grip that hope really tight, it wasn't that God wasn't going to give them a child, it just wasn't going to happen on their timeline. On their and terms, so yeah. they had a tight, I'm guessing their their idea of when they were going to have a child was very narrow. Uh, <laughs> or at least maybe we should just say not narrow, just realistic. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, and so I think what I'm trying to say when I say hold on to, to hope loosely is not so much be realistic as don't be realistic. Hold on to to a hope that gives God room to give you something better. Ooh. That that gives that gives God room to 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 work in a way that may be different than your expectation, but hmm. but still doesn't disappoint. Yeah. In fact, maybe exceeds expectation. And so that that's what I was probably trying to convey with that hold on to hope loosely. It's not don't let go of hope. Um, hold on to hope, but don't hold on to it so tightly that you narrow down the possibilities. Um, I actually mentioned this in first service, but not in second service because we were running into some time issues because that's the way I preach. It can it can vary <laughs> here and there. But um, but for those who you who are listening or saw viewed second service and not first service. One of the things I included in first service that wasn't in second service was the Stockdale paradox. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jim Stockdale, and th- this is talked about in in uh, Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. Um, he talks about interviewing Jim Stockdale, who is, I believe, a, an admiral. He's, I believe he was the highest ranking uh U.S. military figure held in captivity during the Vietnam War. And I believe he was in a, in a Vietnamese prison for seven years. He was tortured. He went through all kinds of, of really terrible things. And and so Jim Collins interviews him about what his experience was like. And Jim asks him, okay, so who are the first people to, to not survive that uh, prison experience? And Colin says, without a doubt, it was the optimists. The optimists were the first to die, mm. and the reason was is because um, they would, you know, they would say, "We're I'm going to be out of, you know, it's right now, it's December, you know, we're we're moving into December. I'll be out of here by by Christmas. The, you mm. know, the U.S. will negotiate. I'll be out of here by Christmas. Well, Christmas rolls around and they're not out, and they're like, well, but by the New Year, by the New Year, yeah. I'll be out. I'll be out. And and each one of those things comes and goes, and they're not out. And eventually, they they die of a broken heart. They die of they give up. Their the like their optimism is not grounded in the reality that they live in. And so Stockdale said, you know, pessimists also didn't fare well because they no, just did it's all over. So that you know, but he said the people that really were able to survive were those who were able to do what what he calls the Stockdale what what Jim Collins called the the Stockdale paradox. It was to to maintain hope while accepting the reality that they lived in. Mm. So you 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 hope for something, but you also acknowledge the brutal facts of where you're at and what's going on. So the realist. 
the realist. That's what I like to think. I don't know if yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> there's not enough. I think I think that what you <laughs> I think that that oftentimes people like want to say that they're realists when they're being pessimist. That's true. Um, just to make themselves feel a little bit better, but. Yeah, a true realist maybe is that person though that that is like this these are my circumstances. This is reality. However, I am hoping for something better. I'm not just accepting and saying this is what I need forever. I am I hold on to the hope in Stockdale's case that that a day will come where I will be freed, where yeah. the US will find a way to get me home. And uh and so that's the that's the the paradox and I think it's one of those things that as Christians, we need to to balance, you know, that hope of Jesus coming back with the reality that we are living in this world at this time. We are here, and when Jesus comes back is not something that we control, but what we do control is what we do every day, and the choices that we make, the way that we choose to express our faith. And so that's the—I think that's what I really am trying to get at when I talk about holding on to to hope loosely. It's that paradox of knowing where you're at, accepting the reality of where you are, while yet holding on to that hope of a better day or of that promise that you're looking for, that you're hoping for. And that fits in so good with—I mean, here they both had promises, Mm -hmm. both came true— and, you know, one had to wait, one didn't, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the end result. So if you if you really believe as an Adventist and, you know, knowing what the name means, that Jesus is coming back, like that is a fact, then it, I mean, it still doesn't make it easy sometimes to digest. This morning, Matthew 24, when you start reading that, it's a little sobering yeah. about like, hey, this is what's going to happen and this all has to come to pass because this is this is God's plan. This is how it has to be. But also going, you know what, as bad as it is, as long as it is, at the end, Jesus wins. If we just remember, this has already been done. It's already been paid for. It's just a matter of time running its course until Jesus comes back. And we can pray for that to be sooner, <laughs> later. And I was like in the chosen win. Um, and again, this is not necessarily biblical, but when Jesus tells the disciples, oh, soon, there's that word again. <laughs> and I just feel like even though that I don't, I don't think he ever said that in the Bible, that the the thought process behind it though brings me hope and I and I hope that that is a conversation that he had and if not it's a conversation I think about that I talk to him about like how soon is that and you know every day give me what's um you know give me what you have and uh, but just help me through it you know don't leave me I just remember with both my children just not being able to wait for them to be born mm. you know just not being able to wait for the day that they would show up and I'd be able to hold them and and see them and watch them grow up and and yet you know you get to that 9 month range and and both of our children went past term and and you just kind of like when's it going to be when's, yeah, when's yeah. it going to be <laughs> and you look forward to it but you also recognize that they're on their timeline and I guess in a pregnancy there's some things you can do to change that timeline if you need to but my point is that I think that that's the way we need to hold on to Jesus. I believe Jesus is coming back. I think he's coming back soon. And if he doesn't, that doesn't change anything for me. At the same yeah. time, I'm not I, 
I refuse to be one of those people who's like, well, he's not going to come back, or he's not, and he just probably won't come back in my lifetime. To me, that's the pessimist that's just giving up. It's like, well, why wouldn't you be excited to be with Jesus and to and to have him return and restore things? And to me, that's the difference. You know, some people say, well, well, you, if you you know if you die, well, then you'll see Jesus after that. You know, but the difference is that when Jesus comes back, he's making everything right. Yeah, everything. It's not just me. It's, it's everything that he, Jesus, when he returns, in that there will be a return to that original Garden of Eden, that a uh, world made new. That, all that, all that, wrongs that made right. All wrongs made right for everyone. Yep. For everyone. That's a good way to think about it, though. And and I look forward to that. I can't. How can I not look forward to that? Every time somebody I love dies, every time somebody I care about is hurt or wounded by something that happens, how can I not look forward to Jesus coming back and, and wanting him to come back and wanting to to do what I can to speed up the day of his return? And the Bible says that, that we, you know, that we have something to do in that process, in that pro- and to yeah. me it's a little bit of a mystery, and yet at the same time, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of Jesus coming back and making all things new. It's easy to look back though when we say if you were if you were raised Christian specifically if you were raised Adventist I heard growing up all the time wars and rumors of wars and that's how you will know and but then you're like well that's just the beginning of the birthing process and the and the birthing pains it, it, what we read this morning in Matthew 24 and then but it's easy to look and say well you know here were my grandparents or my parents and they they thought their whole life it was going to happen. Yeah. But why why is that a bad thing? Yeah. You know, why not look at that and then internalize that and realize as we're moving forward, yeah, let's be a part of it. Whether whether Jesus comes in my lifetime or whether he doesn't, uh, whatever he has for us each individually to do, let's just do it with the best the best we know how. Yeah. And just know we're a part of that. I think when you think of it that way, it uh it's actually it's actually very cool. Yep. Very cool. One other thing I wanted to do, I actually saw this after this afternoon. I was um, eating a sandwich and I was going through Twitter and I follow Adam Grant, who I like a lot. He's awesome. And uh, he had a tweet that came out, I believe it was today. And he says, in hard times, people don't want to be told to look on the bright side. They want to know that you're on their side. Even if you can't help them feel better, you can always help them feel seen. The best way to support others is not to cheer them up. It's to show up. Instead of look on the bright side, say, I'm here for all the sides. Mm. And he had a little a little comic strip that went on the bottom of it. Um, and I just thought about the message, and that was really timely, just that you know, during this time, I'm sure Zachariah and Elizabeth and all the things they'd been hearing for years, like I'm sure they were sick of it, even though they'd had this promise and, and all these all these you know, the talk. And, and sometimes I think we get down and we just can't feel it. And we we're looking for someone, or if we see someone, you know, don't look on the bright side, just whatever you are, wherever you are, however you're feeling, I'm here for you. And God's not going to leave you. Cause that's really what, uh, he just never gives up on us. No matter how we deal with what he gives us, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't give up. And really that's, that's what I'm taking with me. Cause I know that, uh, that's probably the most important thing for me as well. 
All right, next week it is Arise to Unexpected Decisions, another Arise to Christmas Part 2. And mm. what are we talking about? Oh, the Magi. The Magi. Ooh, I like the sounds of that. The Magi. So let's see. The Magi. How are we going to, how are we, unexpected decisions in the Magi? Did they have unexpected decisions? I guess they did. Unexpected blessings this week. Unexpected decisions. Man, where are we going with this? How much are you willing to share? Uh, <laughs> let's just have you show up at church. How about that? How about that? All right. No, it's uh, it's <laughs> this one is on faith. Mm. And so um, cool. we're going to talk about the faith that the Magi ex- exhibited to, um, to make the journey, not just to make the journey, but to listen to God when he showed up and told him to do something, to go home a different way. Anyway, so we'll we'll be talking talking a bit about that, and I think it'll be a a fun discussion. And uh, and and I, here's a we're gonna do our take on this, but I, I'd like you know for those of you podcast people, you go ahead and tell me if let's go ahead and say that um, today you know we know Jesus coming back a second time, so it works out a little bit differently, right? Mm-hmm. But if Jesus was being born today. Who would the Magi be that mm. show up to Christianity? Someone real or yeah? Who who would they be? What would they what would their equivalent be today? And someone like we could point to? Yeah. So if you were like if you're like a modern day equivalent of the Magi, would they be just a different sect of Christianity, or would they be hmm. a different religion, maybe? Or oh, uh, so hmm. just. Ponder that a little bit. Just what do you think the Jewish leaders thought when a bunch of magicians, that's where the word magi, when a bunch of magicians showed up in Jerusalem saying, where's that king? (laughs) Where's your new king? And asking the experts, where's that king? Yeah, your Messiah was born. Where's he at? Oh, man. Think about that. Man, you know, and this happens to me every year. And I, I'm, I heard Ken say this earlier today, and I, I, I don't want to throw you under the bus, but I'm going to just a little bit. All right. That little bit bah humbug sometimes on Christmas. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've, I've been there, and I've really been working on that because my girls appreciate me working on it. <laughs> and uh, so I, I really, I accept really, your testimony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really try hard. But I will say in the last few years being here, at Florida Hospital Church and now Whole Life Church, that I have appreciated our Christmas story messages unlike any other that I've ever heard. And I like the fact that, you know, Andy did it, and and now I can already see that Ken is uh, keeping in that tradition and just making sure that we're looking at the pieces that we're not used to hearing when you sit down with the kids and read the story or you read it for yourself. I like to read it for myself every Christmas. It's to me, it's there's something about Jesus story that just warms your heart no matter what, but finding little snippets and pieces of the Christmas story that is something you could recite. We sang it as kids during plays and, and, and uh, different, you know, memorizing those verses, but then to come back at it later and find little, little nuggets. It's one of my favorite things. And I always, so while I'm not really a Christmas kind of person anymore, I really do like Christmas messages. So stay tuned for that. You know what? 
I love the the original intention of Christmas. Oh, see now I'm a lot less enthusiastic mm. about what Matt what what Christmas has become commercially. Can I give you a gift card? Well, I mean, if you're going to give me something, then I'm then become a little bit more enthusiastic, maybe. Oh my word! Oh, no. I do. No, I know, I know. And I, I again, I I'm, just tell you what: just work in retail one Christmas season and see what it does to your Christmas spirit. <laughs> so, who when killed you? Your, get, who killed your Christmas spirit? Oh, uh, I worked at the Disney store. <clears throat> worked at the Disney store in college over a Christmas, and uh, it was it was special. <laughs> I, there's nothing like. The Christmas cheer of Christmas Eve and somebody walking into the Disney store expecting to find the hottest item of the year still on the shelf, you know, 10 minutes before closing and then then cusses you out as your Christmas gift. You know, that's you kept you kept one in the back for them, right? You knew they were coming. Yeah, of course. Well, that's that was exactly what they suggested there. Like the funny thing about when I work for the Disney store is they won't even allow you to wear like if you purchase a, a a Disney watch, you can wear it when you when you're at you know on stage at the at the Disney store. Sure. But if a guest comes in and sees that and they and there's not one like it in the you're supposed to give it to them. Yes. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yep. Are they reimbursing you for this? Nope. That's your fault. They tell you not to wear it. What? At that time, I don't know what they do today, so I don't know what the policy is today. But we were told wow. there there is a Disney cast member specific watch that they gave you, oh, and okay. you could wear that. And the, and a guest could not. I mean, the guest can ask for it, but it's it's to. a it's it's only for cast members. And but if you wore, you know, if you bought one of the watches out of whatever out and, of the retail, and you wore it, and wow. a guest walked in and wanted it, you had to take it off and hand it over. So Wowzers. that was. <laughs> So, but anyway, but so, so I, I say that to set up the fact that, can you imagine how insulting it is when a guest walks in and says, I know you have a Buzz Lightyear in the back that you're keeping for yourself. And you're like, "Mm, I'd be fired in a heartbeat if I did that. Right. And, and then, and then the guest starts, um, you know. Colorful. Talking about your mother and oh, no. talking about you and um, don't just, you talk about uh, my mama? But you know, and you know, as as every Disney cast member knows, you you have to you have to smile and be yes, nice and be nice and uh, and and I appreciate that about that that I think that's one of the really cool things about them. But it was it was Ooh. it was a little disturbing to see how many people really believe that the spirit of christmas lies in what they're getting what they're getting and and what and that christmas is somehow ruined if you don't get the gift that you were expecting that you were, yeah. to get or you're not able to give the gift that you were wanting to give that mm. yeah you know, I, I i mean i i really don't have anything against giving gifts i think it's you know it's a, a beautiful thing but it to to tie that to christmas being ruined yeah christmas is ruined if herod kills jesus <laughs> that's how it's ruined okay um but no not um christmas is ruined not if, because if I'm not, with not my because family. you didn't get your favorite you know yeah disney plush animal so anyway well let's do this uh, now that you know ken has shared i i would really like to hear if you're christmas like like you are the best christmas person ever 
Tell me why. Yeah. Tell me why. And if you've had, if you have an experience like Ken, I can see right now, Ken is now relaxed. He's, you know, he, it was cathartic for him to just I get do. That. I feel much better. <laughs> so he's jumping into this Christmas yeah. season. He got it off his chest for this year. Yeah. So if you need to get it off your chest, if you send a voicemail or text 407-965-1607, podcast at hospital, oh, at hospital, oh. Ooh, Randy, still, how long has it been? I know, six years. You still have bad yeah. habits. Podcast at wholelife.church. We will play your voicemail. We'll read your text and we'll, we'll all heal a little bit together because I think, you know, it's taken a long time for me to get back to and really being intentional about it. And for me, the way to get back into it has been we have done and something this is probably more my wife. And at one time it was just financial. Couldn't afford a tree every single year of our marriage. So we started doing like the Charlie Brown tree, taking a, a plant in the house, making that the tree. Uh, this year I'm building I'm building a pallet tree because we had a real tree last year, even though it was the top off of another tree okay. that they threw out on the side. And I hey, said, how much? That's real. And it was th- 3 or $5 for like a three-foot tree. It was one of the coolest trees we've ever had. So this year we're doing something different. Our tradition is to have a different Christmas tree every single year to just be creative and have fun. So that brings something for me and it's made me feel like, ah, all right, all right, Christmas isn't so bad, but it's less about the gifts. It's more about being together. And there's some other traditions that we've started that I can't talk about because it's secret. Oh, well. But you can ask my wife or my daughter. Ask Ellie, she'll tell you because she couldn't resist. But so send us in. Would love to uh, uh, all grow together and uh, heal together in this uh, <laughs> in this Christmas process and not be bah humbug together as a family. There so, all right, that's going to do it for this week. Send those in. I really do honestly want to hear them, read them, and share them. So we will see you all again next week.